This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, some rather dark clouds have been hovering over the live music scene for some time now, and uh, recent news uh, that consent was granted for a building to go up next door to the Crown Hotel that included in it some apartment accommodation. Well, that uh, got a few more people worried about the state of things, uh, not least of which the Saved an Eden local music group, and we thought we'd uh, catch up with local spokesman uh, David Bennett, uh, fresh from a hui at the weekend, to talk through these issues. Uh, Morena, David, good to have you with us. Uh, Morena, Jeff, uh, thanks for having me on again. Just uh, for those uh, who haven't caught up on this news, tell us about uh, the motivation for bringing p- people together for the hui at the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, as you stated in your intro there, there has been uh, news of a development going up next door to the Crown, which includes uh, three residential apartments on the top floors, and um, that's a tale as old as time with uh, music and gentrification, as we all know. It's not a new thing. Typically, uh, apartments go up next to venues, and venues close down, and uh it's it's a lesson that a lot of other cities have learnt, and we've seen it happen the world over, and and it's happening here now. But the the big problem with Dunedin is we don't have a lot left to lose in terms of our music scene. It's already been happening in this town for a long time, uh, with Ark and other venues around. So yeah, we we're doing our best to do anything we can to. Uh, do something about it. One of the things that had people scratching their heads, David, was the fact that the the developer here applied for a non-notified consent. Um, that was deemed to meet all the requirements. It might be surprising to some, but um, legally okay. Legally okay, yeah. That's because our current reverse sensitivity laws under the 2GP are very lax, uh, and the developer had met all their requirements for the use cases in that area, so they were legally allowed to not notify. Um, I know that may strike some people as weird that building a apartment building next to a music venue doesn't uh, require any kind of public discussion or, or set up any alarm bells, but yeah, currently under the 2GP, uh, with our, our low noise insulation standards, um, it's perfectly allowed. They are seen to have met all their legal requirements. So, David, when news of this um, development uh, hit the uh, the newspapers and and online, um, some of our local politicians uh, responded to that, including uh, Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, who said uh, he'd be looking at the situation. Um, what, in effect, have we seen in terms of a response from local politicians to this point? Uh, there's been uh, some very good responses from a number of uh, elected council members who have uh, jumped on side with us uh, in their disbelief of how this could actually happen uh, in this situation. Um, We've also had some people saying, we've looked into this and it's okay, we have reverse sensitivity, so the Crown will be protected. The problem with that is, as we've been campaigning since the start of this, we, we know that the the standards of insulation required within the inner city are barely good enough to meet the standards of a modern city. Um, they are the standards we've had for a long time. Uh, we actually had an independent town planner look into the entire way Dunedin zones and handles uh, noise within their city, and they've given several suggestions as to why it's not good enough and what we can do to do better. Um, 
So we know it's not good enough, and that's not going to save us. So, okay. So just to, to pull that apart, I mean, the reason that it's not good enough is is what? I mean, ultimately, you could face a situation where you have a resident in one of the apartments who uh, is hearing the noise and believes that it's breaching their rights and they can therefore take the next step, get in touch with noise control, and noise control, that process then kicks in at that point? Uh, basically, yes. So for everyone to have met the their legal requirements, uh, without getting too technical on the radio, we have a standard of a, a 30 decibel reduction from the external to the internal of the property. Um, and this is rated rather high on the frequency scale and doesn't account very well for base frequencies. So the developer can build a building completely to the specifications of the 2GP. The crown can be completely within its legal limits to operate within its noise parameters, and there can still arise in that situation a problem where noise bleed into the apartments would constitute a problem of that person being able to complain about. So even if everybody's doing everything correct legally under our current framework, we can still end up in a situation where noise control has to get involved and ultimately in that situation with residents and music venues, quite often the music venues lose. The current framework sets out a minimum standard. Is there any hope that uh, that the developer here might look beyond the minimum standard and, and, and indeed has there been any contact with the developer at all? Um, we have started efforts to reach out to the developer. I am actually presenting to council this morning on the findings from the weekend's hui, and that is one of the things that we're going to be asking their aid with. Um, we're hoping that the developer can see the concerns of the community and come to the table uh, to talk about what we can do from their end to try and mitigate the situation. But we don't we don't want to stop medium-density housing being built in the city. We understand that that's a... a desperate need in this country, uh, more housing and more housing that doesn't require so much transport and things like that. But we all we're asking is that we get good uh, planning and legislation in place and that developers are responsible so that we can have a vibrant musical city and have development at the same time. Tell us a little bit more about the hui on Sunday, David. Um, who was represented there and what were the, the key messages that came through? Uh, there was a, a good selection of members from the community. We also had a lot of people reach out to us online saying that they would attend, but uh, COVID has a lot of people worried at this point, and being in packed rooms kind of makes a lot of people nervous. Uh, we had a number of councillors there, um, um, and also a number of councillors who offered their apologies and instead offered to have me come and present at council uh, today to sum up the hui for them. And the general feeling was one of, of worry and what are we going to do about this? Uh, pretty much echoing a lot of the points we've said over the years, there are a lot of people bringing new new things to the table, especially about how this has happened in the city before, how they fear it happening again, how they've lost beloved venues to this kind of thing and they want to do something about it this time because we can't lose any more venues. I mean, great that you've got this opportunity to talk with council, but correct me if I'm wrong, there is... Um, somewhere out there, uh, an action plan that has uh, arisen out of the interactions you've had with council officials already. I'm talking with um, Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins about this um, a week or so ago. It wasn't exactly clear where that plan is at. Yeah, uh, that is something that we've been pushing for uh, in the last year. There has been a number of setbacks in getting that in front of council. Uh, 
it's, it's a touch frustrating for us. Uh, but council is a very slow process and we, we're not in control of it fully. But we're, we're doing our, bush, our best to push that through as quickly as possible because in that uh, action plan, there is this report from a, a, an external town planner recommending a lot of things we can do around planning. Uh, we were hoping to have it in at the start of this year. Uh, it has been delayed and delayed again. But we will get it in. Uh, we will force it in, and hopefully it helps us to maintain a better music city. Any future uh, changes around regulation, of course, won't impact on this current issue with the building next door to the Crown. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, that is, it's, it's too late for any of the work we were doing on that to affect what's happening in the Crown. Uh, so right now we're looking for intervention uh, from the developers and aid with the council to do that kind of work. Uh, and also to use this opportunity to stress the importance of getting these changes through before more development happens in our city. Um, currently, regulations have been slashed on the resource consent process to allow buildings to go up quicker. And the downside to that is without robust control and regulations around noise, this quick explosion of buildings is a very real potential to completely decimate the music scene. It's uh, an important issue that many are following closely. Uh, David, if people want to find out more about the Save Dunedin local music campaign and stay on top of this issue, what's the best thing for them to do? Um, SaveDunedinLiveMusic.com uh, is our website. Um, we will be updating that in the next couple of days. Uh, it is a bit behind. We've had a lot going on at the start of the week, but there will be a lot of information. We are also holding a protest in the Octagon on the 7th of August to make people aware of this issue uh, and to bring some attention to what needs to be done in this city. Uh, also, Save Dunedin Live Music on Facebook. Um, we're active on most of the local music pages and stuff like that. A lot of people know us, but if they want to reach out or send us an email direct at music at gmail.com. Fantastic. David Bennett, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. Um, good luck, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you again a little bit further on the suit down, down the track. Sounds good, Jeff. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.